Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Is the wrestling is outsiders the wrestling Here are your hosts. Here are your Emerson Whitner. Emerson. Oh Bad movies on purpose. 
Because you always true. find that one. You find one like The Room or Lady Terminator that's just so incredibly awful, it's so awesome. <laughs> Those are the classics. <laughs> yes. Uh, Brian, uh, we haven't yet gotten you to watch uh, The Room yet. Why not? No, you have not. What's wrong with you? Um, because I-, I told Emerson the only way I'll do it is if I'm drunk, high, or both. Oh, we should That's do. We should I'll make watch. a drinking game out of the room. That'll be perfect. We could, but I have seen it before. Every, every time, time Johnny every, laughs, you take a shot. Every time he says "Oh hi," you take a drink. Yeah. See, I would have to be drunk though before. That's no, 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 no. Oh, it really wouldn't before. take that long. <laughs> no, no, you, no, you'll, no, you'd be no, hammered no. at thirty. <laughs> Anytime the they show the will... Golden Gate Bridge, you take a drink. <laughs> That's the, that, the only time I watch that movie is I'm drunk, high, or both. So you must get me drunk or high or both before I watch that movie. And when the Me Underwears guy comes on, you have to finish your drink. <laughs> uh, so, Anytime well, somebody what? falls over for no reason, Jaeger bomb. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Lauren, <laughs> what were uh, your favorite movies to review this month? Because oh, you God, had you had some real crap. I did, uh, it, and for some reason, and I know that you've said that you feel the exact same way, but I feel like I get worse ones than you. <laughs> I think we both feel that way to an extent. It's like when I'm watching mine, I'm like, oh my god, they, Lauren is so lucky she doesn't have to watch this crap. Like yeah, I'm but watching... it's like I get like a string of them in a row, and I'm like, and then I'm like reading the ones that you're doing. I'm like. That's that, that's that's fun. Like you're doing the fun ones. You got you got Lady Terminator. I got I got none of that. But obviously got, Sharknado was a lot of fun. Oh God, that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> no, I did like, not. That's exactly next, what you would expect next, it to uh, be, really. Next bad movie month. I, I you should let me get in on it. And yeah. what will you do? Because you refuse to even watch The Room. No, I refuse to watch The Room because Emerson keeps talking about it. Oh, very. Oh, you've overhyped it, Emerson. Exactly. You do know that. <laughs> you know that Emerson. If you want to get part of this, Emerson's going to fix it so you have to watch The Room. Because you know. uh, Ryan, you know that eventually that this does lead to a lot of movies that make no sense. Sure, you get your Sharknados there, which is just. You know, shut off your brain and watch people chainsaw a bunch of sharks that are flying around, or you know, you get some stuff that's that's only barely bad enough to even be considered bad. Like Deep Rising, I didn't think was that bad. <laughs> it wasn't well, wait good. Wait a second, but... Brian, were you the one that sent us a message saying, "Can you write a review next year?" <laughs> no. I did not know. Okay. It's anonymous, so how we we have no idea. <laughs> yeah, and I, I promise like, you it was not me. I swear. Okay, well they they had very poor handwriting, so all of a sudden he started talking about that. I'm like, handwriting oh on my the god, internet. it was you, wasn't it? <laughs> nope, wasn't me. Oh god. So for oh, me, as a side note, Emerson, I have a question. I don't know if like you've done any research on this, but I feel like I should have, but I didn't. But 
have you done more sequels than I have? Because it feels like I've done more sequels. Um, I think you've probably done more sequels just because they were always in my mind when we did the first year where we picked each other's movies, and sequels are always horror much, much worse than the originals. And well, in in most cases, yes. Not always, but, you know, a lot of times. <laughs> like this year, you had Highlander 2. Um, <laughs> actually, did you have them? Oh, yeah, TMNT 3, Exorcist yeah, 2. Uh, Exorcist 2, Superman 4. <laughs> and to be honest, I didn't... Did I have any sequels? I'd staying alive. I don't even know. That's the thing. I don't remember if you even did. I'm not. Yeah, I have TMNT three. Yes. The wheel gave her. Emerson kept nominating that one until we finally did it. I would have given you the fourth one, the one that's actually titled TMNT. (laughs) Well, that one was um, atrocious. Well, we don't really, uh, we're not that familiar with the newer animated TMNT, so I really can't say anything bad or good about that. <laughs> yeah, the only no. sequel I got, I think, was Staying Alive. Yeah, that's I mean, I may have, uh, Yeah, I may have gotten a remake or two, but that was the only actual sequel. Oh, yeah. Speaking of remakes, The Wicker Man is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of... Speaking of things that are absurd, Orgy of the Dead. <laughs> I want to combine those two somehow. Like, if somehow, like, the the evil, like, woman cult in The Wicker Man was actually all of the topless ladies from uh, Orgy of the Dead. <laughs> that seriously might be the most absurd movie. And, I like, we've watched The Room, we've watched Sharknado. They're a different level of, of absurd. This was, they filmed a strip club on location at a graveyard and passed it off as a movie. I just remember you messaging me while watching that, just like, I was getting messages like, she's still dancing. (laughs) Dear God. And like, it was a 90-minute movie, and by the 60-minute mark, Half a dozen topless girls have at one point or another come onto my screen, and I'm sitting there like, okay, well, we got to get to the story eventually. It's only a 90-minute movie, and we never got to a story. <laughs> it just... You make that sound like it's... a bad thing. I mean, if I there, there can be it's... too much of a good thing. <laughs> I mean, that is true. I mean, in Fifty Shades of Grey, I got tired of seeing the same set of boobs the entire movie. Yeah, That's at so least you got a variety of boobs. Stop complaining. <laughs> there, there. And like Fifty Shades, it's like I got to I, see I, all I, the boobs in Showgirls. That was like one of my few complaints of the entire movie. I got tired of seeing the same chick's boobs the entire time. <laughs> Give me some variety. Well, next time, just watch Showgirls instead. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, we had a uh, blatant. Uh, uh, whatchamacallit, advertising with Mac and Me presented by Coca-Cola, or uh, what? House of the Dead, which was sponsored by Sega. You did a lot of Sega. video game movies this year. <laughs> yeah. You had House of the Dead, you had Double Dragon, you had uh, Street Fighter. Had, yeah. uh, there was another um, one, too, wasn't 
I think so, but I can't find it here on the list. Um, <laughs> no. There's Dungeons and Dragons. That's a role-playing game, which is not the same. <laughs> I had Spice World, which was you know probably the easiest movie I had all month. Yeah. Because Spice World remember. is your deep rising. <laughs> I don't know why, but I just remember that movie being bad. But, you know, maybe my taste for bad maybe movies has gone. What I would think is that at the time that you saw it, I would assume that the movie was still fairly contemporary. And at the at that time, Spice Girls were everywhere. So you may have just been sick of them. Very true. <laughs> that's that's just my, my best guess. Um, uh, let's see here. Me up. Um, I, I'm, well upset. We... I'm still upset that I had to do Fear.com instead of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always happy anytime a movie came up and you got really pissed about it, just because I knew <laughs> that meant... That's when you go, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. By the way, do you have anything to say to the people who complain that we watch too many contemporary bad movies? We don't watch enough obscure ones. <laughs> I think that it's uh, we we have a, quite a few obscure ones thrown in there. A lot of the ones from like the last two years, at least, those have come from suggestions. So uh, from other people. So deal with them, I guess. <laughs> but you know, also you know, the more current the movie is, maybe you know, the more familiar people might be with it, the more they might remember it and be able to laugh with what we write. Actually, uh, I, I do have one complaint, though. I do have uh-oh. one complaint. I do believe this is what? the first year you guys did not do a WWE-produced movie. We didn't do an actual Ed Wood movie this year either, so I was kind of bummed about that. And we didn't get uh, the normal Emerson Watches horrible sci-fi just for the sake of Emerson watching horrible sci-fi either. You didn't? Well, you got lots <laughs> horrible fantasy, so there's that. Yeah, and I did get, um, what the hell is that Nicolas Cage movie? Um, Left Behind. Left Behind. Yeah, I got Left Behind. That's like Bible sci-fi, right? <laughs> yeah. So there's not too many really bad Nicolas Cage movies. Now, it, well, here's the thing. I was really hoping that Left Behind starring Nicolas Cage would have been so much more fun than it actually yeah, was. Yeah. Yeah. So really I was actually was. let down, not by the fact that we did it, because I was really excited to actually see it, because in my mind it was just going to be so much more ridiculous than it actually was. <laughs> I don't know why it's just we like most of the movie is just them on a plane, and then suddenly there's less people on the plane. Yes. <laughs> and that's like that's that's about ninety minutes, right? There. <laughs> it. What was that? A uh, movie on a plane um, where uh, uh, no, well, yeah, that too. But um, she had her daughter on the plane, and she went to sleep, and her daughter went missing. And oh, ended up being plan. a flight plan. Yes, flight plan. A flight plan with Jodie Foster. Yeah, yep, yep. yep. That, that I don't know. It was that. Do you think that was bad enough to make it onto the bad movie month rotation? I Consider that one bad because I remember, like I don't know, like might be a strong word, but it was okay. <laughs> I remember not liking the end of the movie for some reason. I don't it even might remember. Have been what a, the end I of the honestly movie. don't even remember it that much. It's it's a really it was a forgettable movie. 
But uh, spoiler alert, I believe that's one of the movies in which Sean Bean does not die. So there's that. Well, that that shows by itself may, you know, be end up on our list. Anytime Sean Bean survives a movie, (laughs) just be afraid. I did get my both my Pauly Shore quota and my Adam Sandler quota this year. <laughs> Trey, and sadly I had Adam Sandler quota too, because why oh, the hell not? not <laughs> Brian, not I watched bad. Jack I watched Jack and Jill last year. This year I watched That's My Boy. I still oh, got God. the worst one though. Which one did you get? I got Adam Sandler's very first feature film, Going Overboard, which incidentally is a movie that he himself is so embarrassed of that apparently it's not even listed on his own official website when it lists his film. Wow. That's kind of harsh. Think about how bad so, the movie has to be for Adam Sandler to not recognize exactly. it. Exactly. This is a man who apparently gives not a shit of anything in his career anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but... His last dozen movies are... Going Overboard was still (laughs) inexcusable. You know, part of me just wants to be friends with Adam Sandler because then he'll use that as an excuse for us to go on an expensive vacation and put me in a crappy movie. (laughs) And you'll get, like, an implausibly attractive love interest. Not that you don't deserve an attractive love interest, but everybody sitting at home is going to be like, where did these guys find these ladies? Exactly. Maybe I'll get Sofia Vergara as my uh, love interest. Because <laughs> what else is she doing? Came <laughs> well, Modern Family is uh, between seasons right now. So yeah, she's not doing I hate it. It's a summer break. Come be Emerson's girlfriend instead. <laughs> oh, that would be interesting, I'm sure. But anyway, Lauren... We might have to settle wrap. for Elizabeth Berkeley. <laughs> I think I'll survive with Elizabeth Berkeley. <laughs> uh, anyway, Lauren, we're gonna start wrapping things up because sadly, Brian and I have to watch, have to talk about other crap. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> do you have anything you want to say? Uh, the blog is still up. Feel free to read and browse, <laughs> and we will return be- next. Now, before you go, um, i got to play this song for you I found on YouTube. And uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll keep you on the line to get your reaction afterwards. But uh, So tell me, well, this is, well, I'm doing a bad introduction, but here we go. This is what happens when you combine Frozen with Breaking Bad. Let's go and cook I never see you anymore Come out the door Let's make our product by the book We'll make lots of money Just you and me We'll stack the cash up high Do you want to build a meth lab? A rolling RV meth lab Away, Mr. White Just one try
to build a meth lab. Dodge some of Gus's calls. I think some cook time is overdue. I started talking to the money in the walls. Look there, Holly. It gets a little lonely in this empty lab. Just watching that fly whiz by. Buzz, 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 buzz. asking where you've been. This can't all be for nothing. And I'm trying to make things right with you. Just let me in. We built this empire together. And it's all we have. What do you want to do? Do you want to build a meth lab? I don't want to build a meth lab because I've seen the show. I know where that road leads. <laughs> uh, Incidentally, I, I, I have like heard that. that before. It is amusing. <laughs> Aw. What? <laughs> I thought I was going to have a world premiere for that for, of that for you. Sorry. I'm sure you introduced somebody to it. I'm sure I have. There's another one that I should play for you, but I'm not sure how much you would get it, not having seen much past the first season. But um, there's one where they do a parody of Taylor Swift's We Are Never Getting Back Together. Nice. (laughs) I was singing that earlier today, just walking around. And you can Uh, see We Are Never Ever Going to Cook Together. (laughs) That could be good. Yes. Uh, well, thank you so much for coming in. Go uh, do whatever you're going to do tonight and then go to bed. All right. I believe I'll do that. Still. Uh, okay, you good. guys enjoy whatever you're doing. Oh, oh I've got some I'm... ranting to do. Yay. <laughs> Have a good one. Bye, Lord. You too. Bye. Bye. Do you want to build a mess lab? Elimination Chamber fucking sucked. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, my God. And not only did the show suck, but I had my famed network problems. So, of course, the fucking opening match, the opening Elimination Chamber match... In between all of the screw-ups, the, uh, I kept getting the video jumping around. At one point, I see Kalisto f- swinging back and forth on top of the roof, and then suddenly it jumps to Ascension eliminating uh, the Lucha Dragons, and we're down to 14. I was actually eliminating like, the Lucha Dragons, because I completely missed that part. 
yeah, Ascension eliminated uh, the Lucha Dragons and uh, whoever else that was. But that's enough. Yeah, let, let, let's start from the beginning. Um, yeah, by the way, I didn't have any problems with, you know, the pre-show, by the way, um, which was Zack Ryder versus Stardust. And Jerry Lawler became the first person to ever drink the sponsor beverage on air, you know, the heart attack victim. Drink yeah, the, the energy drink. Yeah, the or Mountain Dew energy drink. Yeah, genius. Uh, Stardust won with the Crossroads, which is now called the Queen's Crossbow. (laughs) Give it Stardust. Yes. And then if that wasn't stupid enough, Tom Phillips, who I'd call him the worst announcer in WWE, except they're all the worst announcer in WWE. Like, is there a good announcer in WWE? No, not really. Like, you have, you have William Regal, but they took him off the announce booth a year ago because he was too good, I think. I didn't mind Tensai too much, but, yeah, or just the all uh, sorry. Tensai sucked, too. It's, like, the only person, like, at this point now, the best announcer they have is Michael fucking Cole, and how sad is that? Very so the reason why I go off on Tom Phillips today anyway is he's interviewing Lana backstage. And he asks Lana about Dolph Ziggler. And Lana uh, is telling is saying that Donna shows her self – Dolph shows Lana selfies of him. And Tom Phillips laughs and is like, <laughs> selfies. Yeah, because, you know – like you are a thirty-something-year-old man, and that caused you to laugh. Like, whatever. And then if that wasn't if that wasn't good enough, then we got Ms. TV with Daniel Bryan. And <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, where did the problem start with this one? Let, let's start with Ms. Did the gimmick where. Uh, he would ask Daniel Bryan a question and then pull the mic away. Well, the only problem with that is Daniel Bryan had his own mic, so when the Miz just started talking over him, Daniel Bryan would politely stop talking because he's a nice guy. Miz plugged his book, he plugged five-hour energy, and then started yelling at him for not wearing makeup. And Brian eventually told him to shut up and said that he would, he's here to give back the IC title. And then the segment proceeded to further going downhill when Macho Mandow ran into the ring to attack Miz, and he promptly got his ass kicked. True story. And, yes. And so Axelmania had to make the save. So the baby faces needed the two-on-one advantage to beat up uh, the Miz, and that included Daniel Bryan distracting him. So that's all Daniel Bryan can do now. Yeah, Lillian Garcia is back, by the way. She, I think, she broke her leg. Either that, or she had like surgery for some reason. Yeah, and well, her. yeah. So she's back. 
And that may have been the highlight, or the second biggest highlight of the show. Now, I watched this show. Okay, at, I think of one thing that's slightly bigger than that. Well, yeah, there's one thing that was better than Lily Garcia <laughs> being. We started with the Elimination Chamber match for the tag team titles. New Day, Ascension, Lucha Dragons, Brass Ring Club, Primetime Players, and the Colons. And, oh my God. I don't know where to start. And this wasn't wasn't even the worst. This wasn't even the worst of the two chamber matches. That's the bad thing. Yeah, it's just like that. The they started with Ascension and Lucha Dragons. Now these two wrestled a dozen times in NXT, so they know each other. In theory, you know, they've got a pat they've got a pat match down. And then yeah, Kalisto yeah. climbed the cage. And he got on top of the pod. Well it was the pod that New Day was in, so New Day tripped him up and crotched him on the chain. That's fine. We've seen that happen how many times, Brian? Many times, but you forgot to mention, it wasn't two members of the New Day. It was all three members of the New Day. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, they decided that they needed to have all three members of New Day in the match. And so Kane, who was baby-facing on him the entire, on New Day the entire week, basically uh, screwing them over uh, seven ways from Sunday, so he decided, eh, screw it, we'll put all three of them in there. So, Kalisto gets crotched in the metal fencing or the metal mesh on top of the pod and then gets stuck. I don't mean in the center. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't in the sense that, you know, he got stuck and he was selling. No, no. He couldn't get out. Like, no. they were... They were purposely trying to shoot away from that, but you could see Big E and Xavier and Kofi trying to push uh, Kalisto's foot back through the mesh so the match, the damn match could continue. They, the clock was all fucked up. Uh, they showed a clock on the screen. It said two minutes and whatever. And then a few seconds later, it came up and said 15 seconds. And then a minute yeah, after that... It was fucked up from the beginning. Yeah. And then a minute after that, they did the 10-second countdown. This was also the night where everybody decided to let the entire world know what spots they were doing ahead of time. Uh, Everyone talks about John Cena, and we'll get to the clusterfuck of the other chamber match later. But no one seems to note that Cesaro and Tyson Kidd very loudly let everyone know that they were going to superplex Kalisto and then Kid would come off with an elbow. True story. Yep. The announcers had a hell of a night. Uh, King called JBL JR at one point, so they kept bringing that up all, over and over again all night. Uh-huh. Kalisto then, yeah, because he couldn't mess up... Yeah. Kalisto couldn't just mess up once. So he attached himself to the fence and very slowly made his way over to a different pod and then very slowly climbed to the top of the cage. It made me think of 
homicide on that episode of or the live impact where he was climbing the uh, uh what was that stupid thing the TNA called you know the big red cage wasn't like the, it wasn't the Thunderdome that was uh, NWA thing um Terror Dome that's what it was yep yep and yeah if you remember that when homicide couldn't get out of it yep. that was very similar to what was happening here where Kalisto could not climb to the middle of the chamber. He eventually did, and of course, everybody else had to stand around and pretend to fight for a few minutes while Kalisto did this. And then he kept swinging back and forth. And you thought to yourself, okay, well, he's eventually, it looked like he was going to do a big flip and do a, a twisting flip, but he chickened out and eventually just fell on everybody. Yeah. I was waiting for like a uh, long story short, like that. But, but yeah, yeah. Long story short, primetime players won. No, they didn't. I'm sorry, not primetime players. New Day. <laughs> Much better. Yeah, I, 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 I've had the right people in mind. They just said the wrong team name. Long story short, yeah, New much. Day won, and they're going to be wrestling primetime players at uh, Money in the Bank. There we go. Lana wished Dolph Ziggler good luck backstage. Uh, I can only imagine what would have happened if she wished him bad luck. I know. Uh, Naomi dropped Paige on her head with a reverse hurricanrana during the Divas title match, which was next, the three-way. And uh, Nikki won with the rack attack on Naomi. The only other thing you note in this match was... Nikki was mad that they couldn't that they didn't allow uh, Bree at ringside to help her cheat. Because they look so much alike now, it's unbelievable. Yes, one they have different hair, different boob size, different gear, and yet they're still doing the twin switch gimmick. Although is that better yep. or worse than last month when Kofi Kingston and uh, Xavier Woods did the twin switch? Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Exactly. Then in the biggest shock of the last year, Kevin Owens pinned John Cena. Clean. Cleanly. Clean. Yeah. The only good thing on this show, and, you know, I would have said it was the only good thing on the show, even if Cena won, because it was still the only thing that the crowd gave a shit about. And the only yeah. thing that was actually a good match, uh, it went, I think it went close to half an hour, but it was just, you know, one big move after another. Owens gave Cena the FU. Uh, they both kicked out of each other's moves. Um, and eventually, Owens won with a pop up powerbomb. Cleanly. Yes. And then, for no reason at all, they then made the rematch at Money in the Bank. Yeah. There literally was no reason. Cena wasn't mad. Cena didn't demand a rematch. Owens didn't attack him after the match or do anything like that. Nope. nope. To, to make things better, Brian texts me at like 9.35 and, tells, and just says, holy shit, or something like that. And so I'm watching, and I'm like, okay, like, I had a feeling Owens was going to win, but I didn't really look at that as, 
worthy of a all caps holy shit text message. So in my mind, I'm like, did Samoa Joe come out? Did uh, Owens give him the power bomb on the ring apron? You know what what happened? Because like the match ended. Like I, I guess Brian ended up being like 10, 15 minutes behind because I. Uh, you sent me that text message, and at 9.35, how it matched up on my network feed, Neville and Bo Dallas were in the ring having a boring wrestling match. Huh. And, yeah, so I'm assuming later on that, you know, you were just behind a bit and you were texting regarding that. Am I right? Probably, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, um, Bo Dallas versus Neville – this was 10 of the longest minutes of all time. I love Bo yeah. Dallas. I do love Bo Dallas. This match sucked. Yeah. Um, Neville did win with the Red Arrow. And here's the problem. I sat here and thought, you know, that match should not have gone 10 minutes. It should have gone five minutes. And they could have given five minutes to another match. And then I sat here and wondered. What match could they have possibly given another five minutes to? <laughs> Good question. Cena Owens went to perfect length. Any more, may have, it may not have worked. And everything else never should have happened. Speaking, yeah, of, things, yeah. speaking of things that never should have happened, this... Oh, my God, this match. You want to talk about the next match, Brian? Would it, was it the uh, Intercontinental Elimination Chamber? Yes. Sheamus, Dolph Ziggler, Bad News Barrett, R-Truth, The Ryback, and Rusev's replacement, Mark Henry. Mark fucking Henry. You know what, Erickson? I I know you love these rants, so I'm just going to let you keep going. Good God, this match. Like, Rusev and Neville lucked out. Because everyone was wondering first why Neville wasn't in this match. Neville, you know, he had that storyline going with Barrett and with Sheamus and was linked with Dolph. If you're wondering why R-Truth was in the match instead. And then Rusev, of course, uh, hurt his ankle or hurt his foot in Wilkes-Barre, by the way. And so he got taken out of the match. I have never felt so happy for those two because if those two were in this match, their careers would be as dead as these six are. This match blew. Um, I, 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 like so much of it was just so bad. Like at one point, um, like, okay, I'll, I'll explain this. At one point, Mark Henry's pod got broken into. So they decide, you know what? Mark Henry can come out now and wrestle. And then yeah. like, and then like 30 seconds after Mark Henry comes out, they do the countdown and let somebody else come out as well. The Ryback came out at that point. And so you think to yourself, okay, so they're running long, so they're so this match is going to get rushed right now. It's going to be over. It's not going to last too, too long. 
Oh, God, was I wrong. This is a match that would not end. Um, At one point, Sheamus got stuck in the chamber. Now, I want, Brian, do you have any explanation as to how his stupid little necklace somehow could have stopped the door from opening? Especially from the I angle. Really have no idea. Because there's no way that that thing, like, because it was it wasn't at the other side where the lock is or anything. It was at the end where the two pieces of glass meet in a corner. There's no chain link there to like try to wedge it closed or anything. But somehow Seamus used his necklace to stop it from opening. And yet, yeah. And this was at first, you know, it came off like it was a blown spot that, you know, they fucked up, and so now the other four people in the ring is everybody at Barrett because Barrett for some reason got eliminated first, and so everyone else in the ring kind of looked at that, and since Sheamus wasn't coming out, they had to then improvise the next part of the match, and of course yeah. from there the match the match fell apart horribly. And to make matters worse, that was planned. It was planned for the for Seamus to be stuck in the chamber and for those four to go at it. Uh-huh. At one point, Truth, Dolph, Seamus, and, uh, or not Seamus, but the Ryback and Mark Henry stood around in a circle and stared at each other. I'm not kidding. They were saying kumbaya. They literally stood in a circle and stared at each other. And I'm thinking, okay, this is where, because it's four baby faces. This is where they're now all going to turn to the pod where Seamus is at. And they're going to go beat the crap out of the pod, break it in, and beat the crap out of Seamus, right? Wrong. Instead, these four had the most horrendous four-way brawl since whatever was the last indie show any of you ever went to see where there was a bad four-way match. They fucked up roll-ups. They they were calling spots so loudly, people in the cheap seats heard them. It was just... Just sorry. <laughs> this match, honestly, the six men in this match are done for. Like, I can't imagine Vince sitting there going... I need to seriously push any of these men after this point because, yeah. For just in case you care, which I can't imagine anyone gives a shit at this point, Ryback won. Kind of surprised me that Ryback won. I was, and, you know, at first I'm like, okay, Daniel Bryan's coming in to present the title to the winner, so it's going to be Sheamus because Sheamus – and Seamus is the one that injured him and put him on the shelf and blah, 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 blah. But I'm like, well, what's the point? Because, you know, if and when Daniel Bryan ever comes back, no one's ever going to talk about it ever again. So no. it doesn't matter. And Bryan and Ryback are friends. And are they drive together or drove together, I guess, because they don't drive together anymore. Think about that. Daniel Bryan and the Ryback driving from town to town. Kind of freaky. Yes. 
So the Ryback won his first title 10 or 11 years, actually, after Tough Enough. Uh, the Ryback is a champion. Mm. That's <sighs> and so at this point in the show, I'm in a crappy mood. It's now like 2.15, 2.30 in the morning, and there's one match left. Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose with the WWE title. And I'm like, you know what? At the end of the day, this is going to be a really fucking awesome match, right? Wrong. Wrong. This match was boring. And it just kept going. And it kept going. And it kept going. Until the finish. Where uh, Dean Ambrose is on the top rope coming off with an elbow, and Seth Rollins pulls the referee in front and then hits the double-arm DDT, the Dirty Deeds. A second referee runs down. Now, Seth Rollins is at this point now down for a 10 count. The second referee runs in and counts to three. I, I don't think anyone thought that Rollins wouldn't kick out, so nobody reacted to the near fall. And then the referee counted three. And Dean Ambrose won. And he's won the title. And he's running around, and he's fucking happy as a clam in deep sand. And everyone knew what was happening next. It was a dusty finish. Uh, Damn dusty. Yep, the original referee came in. I think it was Kyoto, and he said, and he disqualified. No, it wasn't Kyoto. It was another one. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. But either way, Seth Rollins got disqualified for pulling the referee in the way, and so Dean Ambrose is not the new champion. Dean Ambrose won by disqualification, and I was so pissed. I just turned the show off. Like, I later on I read that Roman Reigns came out and they did a whole big thing with Ambrose and Reigns standing tall at the end or running away with the title. But honestly, oh, yeah, yeah. I was so pissed off by the end of this show. I, I forgot what you, you were even talking about there for a second. I'm like, huh? <laughs> yeah. I don't remember that part. And I'm yeah, so happy we didn't do we didn't do a show because my neighbors probably would have had me committed on Sunday if I would have vented with the rage <laughs> that I felt on Sunday. Understandable. <sighs> so thumbs down, Brian. What do you think? Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. So, before we uh, get into Clash of the Champions 6, which, you know, we'll complain about that, too, to an extent, Andy Kaufman has returned. He's back from the grave. Last week, he told everyone about the merits of soap, and this week, he's got a special message to the ladies out there listening. Let's go to that. Yeah, let's go to that right now. Time on it. Three minutes, 57 seconds. Get ready. Last week, 
We had our first uh, hygiene tip from uh, Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman, I think, well-known to all the wrestling fans in this area. We've got another tape from Andy Kaufman. Let's take a look at it right now. Hi, everybody. This is Andy Kaufman again, and welcome to my tips to the people of the South. Again, this is my personal favor to you people of the South, giving you little tips on how to make your lives a little better. Now, you know, uh, last week I taught you about soap. And this week... I'd like to teach you a little something. Well, actually, this week I'd like to talk only to the ladies, okay? So you men, you could leave the room or, uh, you know, get yourself a sandwich, go to the bathroom, or even, you know, go to the bathroom and use, don't forget to use your soap, okay? Now, you ladies out there, this is a razor, okay? Now, I know a lot of you probably have never seen one of these before, and I bet you the men haven't ever seen one of these before either, but it doesn't matter so much on them because hair doesn't really look too bad on a face. But... Hair looks terrible when it grows out of a woman's armpit or on a woman's leg. And let me tell you something, you ladies, I have been down traveling around the South. I see you in your shorts, and I see some of the hairiest legs. Where have you people been raised? Where are your parents? What were they doing when you were growing up? I'm telling you, you take a razor and you shave, you shave under the armpits and you shave up the leg like this, you see? And you ladies, you really need it, you ladies of the South. You really need to do that, okay? Because, you know, this other day I was in the ring and some lady lifted up her arm to uh, ask me for an autograph. I looked down, all I saw was all this hair coming out of her arm like that. That's not very ladylike. You people should call your parents right now and say, Mommy and Daddy, where have you been? Where did you raise me? Why didn't you ever teach me about this razor? Mr. Kaufman there on television just taught me. Now, he's a nice guy. Why couldn't you teach me? You've got to start learning to use a razor, ladies, okay? Okay, I'll see you next week. Bye. Oh, bye. Thanks very much, Andy. Well, we're going to be back. Six-man tag team action still to come. Stay with us. We will not be having a six-man tag team match on our show, Brian. Why not? Because Dave Brown is lying. And I think that he match. might be dead. Poor guy. Got to look that up. I think he's dead. Mm. Clash of the Champions 6 going head-to-head with WrestleMania 5. And we talked a few months ago about why that happened. And for those people who don't recall, Brian, tell everybody about why this uh, show was able to go head-to-head with WrestleMania 5. Uh, it was a hell of a same day, wasn't it? Yes, but there's a specific there's specific reasons, and I did uh, mention it uh, when we talked. We when did. we did the history of WrestleMania. Yes. Did. Yes, I did. I forget, dude. It was a while ago. I have a lot of my mind. <laughs> I knew that. I knew that was the case. That's why I'm just busting your balls here. Um, you bastard. The whole point is. Yes, Vince McMahon in 1989 decided to uh, have a power trip of sorts and uh, went and informed uh, in-demand or on-demand and request and whoever else was doing pay-per-view at the time that he didn't like the split because uh, it's a 40-60 split with pay-per-view where Vince basically gets about 40%, the uh, pay-per-view company gets 40%, and then the middle person, the individual cable companies, gets about 20%. And Vince, having to basically pay for everything himself, he pays for all the production, obviously, in the satellite time, 
he did not care for this, and so he announced that he was going to shop WrestleMania Five around to each individual cable company um, because he, he was really pissed off. And so the cable companies decided to, of course, side with In Demand, and In Demand, wanting to shove it to Vince, said that no one was going to air WrestleMania 5, and instead they went to Ted Turner and specifically asked him to run a pay-per-view on WrestleMania Sunday, April 2nd, forcing Vince off pay-per-view entirely, because they didn't have 58 different pay-per-view channels, they just had the one. Of course. And... Of course, Cooler Heads eventually prevailed, and Vince signed the, his contract to put WrestleMania 5 on pay-per-view. And in demand, who informed WCW the year before that they were not allowed to uh, ever run a show head-to-head with... Uh, well, they informed both WWE and WCW they were not allowed to run shows head-to-head, or pay-per-views at least head-to-head with each other, um, acquiesced and allowed... Uh, WCW, since they promised them they could do this, they acquiesced to uh, let them do this live show on April 2nd. By the way, uh, Dave Brown is still alive. He's 68. Oh, nice. Yes. Um, So that led to Clash of the Champions 6, and I wish I would have watched my DVD of this show. For some reason, I watched the network, and a lot of WCW tapes, and you'll, if you look through the WWE Network, you'll find a couple shows here and there that are missing uh, parts of the show, specifically WCW shows. Like I know Super Bowl Five, uh, they cut like halfway into they, they start the show halfway into the opening match because the uh, the master tape was so ruined that they couldn't uh, that you know they just had to take it off entirely, um, and so that probably what happened here because there's about 30 to 40 minutes in the middle of this show that uh, isn't on uh, the network. Hmm. Yeah. Now okay. keep in mind, I've got the results and we'll get to those as we go on. We Yes, we missed a tag team title change, but I'm kind of happy we didn't see the three matches that yeah. you know we missed. But next week, Brian, Wrestle War '89, the the ending of the Flair Steamboat trilogy. I'm pretty certain that entire show's up on the network. Thanks uh, for the Yes, uh, Jim Ross and Michael Hayes did commentary for most of the show. Terry Funk came in for the main event. Uh, by the way, they were much better than Jr. and Magnum TA were last week. Thank God for that one. Yes. You know you're a bad announcer when you make Jim Ross look bad. The only real surprise on this show was that Harley Race, who was who had just been in the WWF until recently, Harley Race was shown several times on camera at a uh, pre-show banquet from the night before. Phil has found um, what food. Yes. Uh, they sent us to a video package. They're like, let's go to this video package. It's going to run down all the matches on tonight's card. And maybe I was going crazy, Brian, but the video package they showed talked nothing about the matches we're going to have on the card, and instead it was just a video package of random moves and stuff. 
Yes, you're exactly right, Emerson. Now, Brian, did you do you know where this show was taking place at? Yes, the the, the Superdome in beautiful New Orleans, Louisiana. Yes, which for WrestleMania, WWE did anywhere between sixty and seventy thousand people. I don't have the exact number in front of my face, but it's somewhere between sixty and seventy thousand. Yeah. The yeah. NWA for Clash of the Champions six. You want to take a guess how many people were in the Superdome that day, Brian? Was it like a little over 5,000? 5,500 people. Yeah. TNA would be proud. <laughs> they would. They, yeah. Yes, they would be. And like, not even that. Like, they. Uh, now, I get, now mind you, this is honestly better than, you know, the alternative of showing the entire stadium and showing how empty it was. But the they darkened the entire stadium and just lit up a very little part, so it looked like they were in a small arena instead of, you know, in the Superdome. Yeah. The only time yeah. It looked, yeah, the only time it looked huge was when people walked to the ring because it took them forever and a day to get to the ring. Um, uh, Midnight Express versus the Samoan SWAT team. The Samoan SWAT team were Polly Dangerously's new team. Now that the new or the original Midnight Express wasn't around anymore, um, and I had to laugh because throughout the entire show, Michael Hayes couldn't stop making fun of the WWF uh, because this was around the time when Vince, uh, to get out of paying all these extra taxes, he went on trial and said that wrestling was predetermined, and basically did it. To, and meanwhile, Michael Hayes, who had Ted Turner's pockets behind him. And I'm sure Turner, by the way, would have been happy paying less taxes, but that's yeah, yeah. more there. Yeah. Michael Hayes goes on and on about how, oh, we're real, and we really wrestle here. I'm like staged entertainment. We don't prance around. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a good opener, I thought. The finish saw Eaton do a rocket launcher off the top onto Fatu, but Samu ran in, hit Eaton with the with Paulie's cell phone, and Fatu rolled over and got the pin. <laughs> Somewhere Roman Reigns was smiling. A little Roman Reigns. How old would he have been in 1989, Roman Reigns? When was he, he born? Uh, he was obviously born before then. He's older than 24. Um, okay. He's not my age. Let's see here. Roman Reigns. Is is thirty May twenty fifth, nineteen eighty five. So yeah. happy delayed birthday to Roman Reigns or Leati Joseph. Yes. No, Leati Joseph Anuai, who was almost four years old when this match happened. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. What do you think of the opener, Brian? That was a good. That's a decent opener. Considering some of the other stuff we got, considering some of the other stuff we got, it was probably one of the better matches. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Great Muda versus Steve Casey. This was a showcase for Great Muda, and it was not a bad match. But Steve Casey's a jobber, and this match went about eight minutes. Yeah, it went eight minutes. 
And Casey got way more offense than you would expect a jobber to get, especially on someone who was eventually a big star. Well, yeah. he, he was a pretty big star in 1989 anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, you could tell the fans really loved Great Muda, and it's Gary Hart was able to get in Great Muda's ear and be able to save his own job for a year because uh, Gary Hart was able to convince Great Muda that no one would ever – uh, embrace no American would ever really embrace a Japanese wrestler, uh, so he was able to convince Muda to never turn babyface, and well, and it's basically all done to save his own job because Muda was his only client for the longest time. Uh, Junkyard Dog versus Butch Reed. This match really sucked. You think? Uh, Butch Reed had crippled Hiro Matsuda in his corner and the finish was supposed to be Butch Reed and Hiro Matsuda colliding on the ring apron and Junkyard Dog winning with a schoolboy. Well, Junkyard Dog was about two steps too far back so when Butch Reed collided with Matsuda and took the schoolboy bump, uh, Junkyard Dog went down, however they fell on top of each other. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, so dog, you know, just rolled rolled over and pinned him. The dog rolled over and won. Ralph's rough. Good boy. Well, my dog. <laughs> Jr. then announced that. JR announced that up next would be Cowboy Bob Orton versus Dick Murdoch. And when we came back from the commercial break, it was Rick Steiner and Eddie Gilbert defending the U.S. tag team titles against Kevin Sullivan and Dan Spivey. Mm. And this is when I'm like, what the fuck happened? And figure <laughs> things out from there. Now, mind you, I'm happy we didn't get to see Cowboy Bob Orton versus Dick Murdoch. We'll get to see that next week. I believe they oh, have a gimmick yeah. match next week. Oh, but uh, here's what we missed. Yes. Here's what we missed, Brian. Cowboy Bob defeated Dick Murdoch. Mike Rotunda and Steve Williams defeated the Road Warriors to win the tag team titles when Teddy Long fast-counted Hawk down and uh, turned heel in the process. And then, in 1989, Ranger Ross defeated the Iron Sheik by disqualification in two minutes. Sheiky baby. Oh, Sheiky baby. And I do want to thank ProWrestlingHistory.com for that information. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to thank Wikipedia uh, for that information. U.S. Tag Title Match, Steiner and Gilbert versus Sullivan and Spivey. When they came back and announced it was a title match, and I saw Rick Steiner standing there. I cannot be the only person who just assumed it was the Steiner brothers. Yeah, I was going to say, why? where's Scott Steiner in this whole e- equation? I have no bloody idea. But, okay. Uh, apparently they were running along at this point because, you know, they had to have Cowboy Bob versus Dick Murdoch for nine minutes and the Great Muda versus Steve Casey for eight minutes and Junkyard yeah. Dog versus Treed for ten minutes, it seemed. Um, so this match was really quick, really fast paced, really quick action. 
and uh, the finish saw Gilbert hit Kevin Sullivan with Missy Hyatt's purse and winning with a small package. Now, keep in mind, Steiner and Gilbert were the baby faces. So it makes sense for them to get the heel victory. Yes. And then after the match, Sullivan and Spivey beat them down, and the announcers kept yelling about how they're running late on time. Jeez, I wonder how they could have solved that. Um. Much to Brian's dismay, we did not get to see Lex Luger versus Jack Victory or Sting versus Rip Morgan. Instead, they were taped after the show and aired the following week on Saturday night. Go figure. Yes. So instead, we got a match between two jabronis, Rick Flair and Ricky Steamboat, two out of three falls with a 60-minute time limit for the world title. Brian, this match was fantastic. Yes, I would say so. Yes, yes, very much so. There was one problem with this match. Do you know what that problem was, Brian? No, Emerson, what was it? Did you notice the Titan Tron when Ric Flair came out? No, I wasn't paying attention to that. They spelled Ric Flair's name because... wrong. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yes. Yes, they spelled it with a K. Yeah, go figure. People fuck up all the time. Yes. By the way, uh, Roman Reigns is listed as a retired football player. Just... Well, he technically is. Yeah, he is, and he's actually a former Jacksonville Jaguar and a former Minnesota Viking. And nice. he lasted in both. He lasted a week with both teams. Go figure. Now, if he was with the Cowboys, he at least would make it to training camp. Well, he he doesn't do enough drugs to be on the Cowboys. Hey, now. You're an all-star. Get your game on. Go play. Go play. Hey, now. Uh, so, Flair and Steamboat. Um, really, 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 really good match. Um the match was supposed to go to a 60-minute draw, but uh, the week before, they fired the booker, whose name escapes me, George Scott. George Scott was the booker. And keep in mind, they had six weeks to promote this giant show going head-to-head with WrestleMania. And the booker, George Scott, did not promote that show at all. And you know you know his logic for it, Brian? No, Emerson, what was his logic? Well, because if uh, people knew that there was going to be a free show on TV with Flair and Steamboat, why would they go to any of the arena shows? Why would they go to any of the house shows to see Flair and Steamboat wrestle if they can just wait and see them for free on TV? Yeah, yeah. Well, the problem is the arena shows weren't going to be in the Louisiana Superdome, and... This ended up costing George Scott his job. And, well, so George Scott loses his job, and Flair, in his first day as head booker, changes the finish to where he does the job in the end. Um, First fall, uh, each fall went, you know, this isn't WWE two out of three falls matches where, the first two falls go a total of like four minutes, and then they do 
a long third fall and no. showing the sh- yeah they they did fifteen to twenty minutes for each fall and it built yeah, on a, each a other. Yeah, fifteen minutes. What? A solid fifteen minutes. Yes. Mm, give or take. I mean, the match itself went fifty-six minutes, so it was a little more. But either way. So uh, the first fall was Flair going for the spinning toe hold. Steamboat pulled over with a small package, and then Flair reversed that and pinned Steamboat to win the first fall. And the whole second fall, is the minutes are ticking by, we're going by 30 minutes and 35, 36 minutes. The announcers are pushing that uh, the rules are in a two out of three falls match, if it goes the time limit and the challenger is up one fall to zero, then the challenger wins the title. So they have you with that in your head. But then Steamboat yes. put him in, then Steamboat gave him a double chicken wing and Flair submitted. Uh, the third what is fall, a double chicken wing? What was that? I said, what is a double chicken wing? Did you not watch the match, Brian? I did, but it's kind of confusing. Well, it was... Think of Bob Backlund's crossface chicken wing, and instead yeah, of yeah. doing the instead of doing the crossface, doing the chicken wing with both arms and lifting them up in the air in a submission. Uh, okay, okay, it looks weird. It looks weird during the match. Okay. Well, I'm kind of surprised because I was led to the finish of the match. Uh, the third fall, Steamboat went for the double chicken wing again. But Flair had beaten on Steamboat's knee and beaten on Steamboat's leg for the entire 50-plus minute match. And so when Steamboat lifted him up for the double chicken wing the second time, he falls backwards and uh, he kind of gets his shoulder up and really, I don't think he really got his shoulder up, not that it matters, really. Yeah. But uh, a Steamboat wins by pinfall. And the controversy, of course, being Flair got his leg under the ropes before the three count. So Steamboat was declared the winner, but the show goes off the air basically promising that they will wrestle again. Bum, bum, bum. Dum, dum, dum. And that leads us to next week, WrestleWar 89, Brian, the Music City Showdown. And I just went ahead. I just went ahead and read the uh, results of this show as you were talking there, and uh, it is a bull rope match between uh, Bob Orton and Dirty Dick Murdoch. Oh, fun! Now stop uh, reading the results, and, Brian. And, and hold on, one more result and one more thing: Ricky Steamboat and Ric Flair is not the main event. Well, yeah, I knew that. You told me this now. What the hell? Isn't isn't the last match Rick Steiner and Eddie Gilbert versus the Varsity Club? Yep. Yes. Rick Steiner made events in his a second pay per view that we that we're reviewing. Well, when was the first pay per view he main evented? Didn't we review uh, him and Missy Hyatt versus Paul Ian and Arn Anderson in the cage that pay per view? Yep. Yep. Great American Bash '91. Yep. By the way, as I mentioned, um, I believe it's going to be in two weeks, but we might have to look at our schedule for this one. 
um, WrestleCraps Art O'Donnell is going to join us as we review the famous How Much Does This Guy Weigh, King of the Ring, 1994. Yes. Yeah. And that, well, to be fair, that might be the weekend you're not on the show, Brian. That might be the weekend you're on the show because we've got to tape that one in advance. Why would I be? Why would I not be on the show? Well, because we may be taping it when you're getting over surgery. But 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 my surgery is next Thursday. Yeah, so we may be taping it that weekend. Okay, so I can I can do the show, Emerson. Don't worry about that. Can you actually watch a wrestling show? Because you know, I know I, I, I normally I you don't. I'll, I'll have a lot of time on my hands, so probably. <laughs> yeah. You, <sighs> that should be fun. So, Clash of the Champions 6, much like Chi-Town Rumble, it's like you you can't give a bad grade to a show with a main event as awesome as Flair and Steamboat, but at the same time, it's like so much of this show is crap. And we only yeah. saw five of the eight matches. True story. But, yeah, it's like Thumbs up, but leaning down. Or in the middle. Thumbs up, but leaning in the middle. Yeah. All right. Got to take a deep breath here before we continue on. Uh, do you have a preference of what uh, I play next? Um, anything that does not remind me of my teeth being pulled next week. I think none of them would remind you of that. Okay. There's no Isaac Yankum promos. I don't have any Isaac Yankum promos in here, Brian. I'm happy to let you know. There's there's not too many Isaac Yankum promos out there, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, well, where's the intro? Hi again, everybody. You know, this this thing is really getting kind of serious now. I haven't been able to... Locate Vanna White, and I, I was supposed to... Uh, hi, Andre. Don't hey, my good buddy. Vanna, you get me. You get the giant, the only professional wrestler who's still undefeated. And Hulk Hogan, I'm proud to be it, because now Ted DiBiase is on his way up. That's why he paid me for, to keep you out of the tournament, Hogan. And you are. And I know one thing, and that's why the people... Go to know too, and that's why they're going to remember you are the ex-champion Hogan. <laughs> well, there you, there you have it. I still haven't found. He is the ex-champion. Don't worry about Vanna White. Now, Hulk Hogan, Hulk Kamenga is over. <laughs> hey, how about getting your, how about getting your foot off my shoulder? Uh, we need to get Bob Uecker on the show, Brian. Have we figured out what he says, Andre? Uh, that's not happening, Jay. Hey! Yeah, that. Well, what do you think he said, Brian? Uh, it makes me want to watch watch it on the WWE Network and put the closed caption on it just to see what they say he says. I don't think they'd have half an idea. They probably have a question mark there. Yes. 
to be filled in later. Oh, boy. Let's see here. I'm not in the mood to talk about anything else right now. Playing something else. All right, again, Mr. Valiant, uh, Brutus Beefcake, uh, no doubt, will be put to the test uh, in upcoming weeks. And how do you feel that uh, Mr. Beefcake could, could have had perhaps anyone in the world to manage him? I mean, Arnold Skolan was interested in the contract, certainly Freddie Blassie, Lou Albano, Bobby the Brain Heenan. I mean, they were throwing money at him uh, right and left. How did you land the contract? Man's got good choice. Man's got good taste. The man knows talent. In other words, when I come down the aisle with Mr. Brutus Beefcake, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, wrestling fans of the World Wide Wrestling Federation, I'm not just coming down the aisle. I'm coming down there to oversee matters. I'm coming down there to lend my assistance. I'm coming down the aisle to say it's Brutus Beefcake versus whomever, but it's Johnny Valiant uh, lurking. It's Johnny Valiant uh, available. It's Johnny Valiant uh, hmm, watching. <laughs> well, now, how much do you credit your presence then with the phenomenal success of Brutus Beefcake? I say it's a 50-50 deal. I say it's uh, Brutus Beefcake's uh, talent. It's Brutus Beefcake's physical prowess. It's Brutus Beefcake's presence. But it's also Johnny Valiant. Uh, it could be 25-50. It could be 90-10, it could be 10-90, it could be 98, it could be 2. But the bottom line is this man's going to win, and I'm going to make sure of that. Not and nobody is ever going to give him a bum steer, Vince McMahon. No one will ever give him a bum steer, Brian Whitner. I hope not. Uh, there's part of me that wants to watch more Tuesday Night Titans, but man, was that show bad. Why would you watch more of it? Didn't the first episode teach you anything? No. You, it, If I'm going to avoid stuff because it's bad, why would we have bad movie month? Or why would we be having bad WWF pay-per-view month coming up soon? we got to figure out that one, what, too, Brian. Cause, honestly, what are we doing that? Uh, How's your July looking? we got five weeks in July, or five Wednesdays in July. Sure. I mean, what all would we review for bad WWF pay-per-view month? Like King of the Ring '95. Well, we, we know, like we cannot tell our loyal listeners. We have to make it a surprise. We will discuss this at a future time. It's a surprise, you know, Maybe. when we have it up on our uh, up here on the website. You know what our future yeah. shows are, but it's a surprise, <laughs> folks. We'll we'll discuss this at a later date, Emerson. Meaning when. We get off the show. Feel free to text me. Oh God! Which usually means Brian uh, suggests we watch the best shows of all time and claiming that they're horrible. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, so what do you want? What do you want to talk about, Brian? You want to talk about surgery? Ah, uh, that's until next week. Well, tell the plebeians about your surgery. Oh, I have to get my wisdom teeth pulled. <laughs> wisdom teeth plus two, actually. So I'm getting six teeth totally pulled. Wow. And I'm such a wuss. And I'm such a wuss. I'm only doing half one day and half another. Uh, I'm to be determined. Mm-hmm. Now you see yeah, what we need no. to do. What we need to do is, you know, tape an interview with you right after that. Oh God. So Brian, what are you, Brian, how much pain are you in? 
Uh, <laughs> Brian, are you really going to drive home? Uh, uh, Brian, if you're in the house, go. Uh, 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 whoop, whoop. Well, I'll tell you right now, speaking of July, July... Speaking uh, of July... July 8th, you might be doing a solo, depending on how you can get away from football camp. Uh-huh. I, I go to football camp uh, that Tuesday till that Friday, so. Wow. So we might do a wow. pre-recorded show and share it Wednesday. This show has been pre-recorded. Actually, it hasn't. I just fired Brian. <laughs> how much did that fell away? What was that? How much does that fell away? How much does that guy weigh? <laughs> Or I'll just take sound bites of you, Brian, and just, you know, uh, play them. Because I'll just have you, like, record things like, it was fine. I liked it. I didn't like it. Emerson, you tell everybody about (laughs) I can just play those the whole Uh, night and be like, like, well, see, Brian's here. (laughs) And then I'll be listening. And then I'll be listening to the show and call in. Yeah. I, well, if you were able to call in, we wouldn't have to do that, Brian. Well, I'll be, you might be. You might be. And, hey, we, we, we've already got one of them, Brian. Uh, I'll say – I'll introduce the show. I'll be like, and joining me is my co-host, Brian Whitner. And you'll say, in event, my brother, Brian Whitner. Brian, how are you doing this evening? I, I'm doing quite well, and you know what? I wanted I to interfere. I quit. I quit. I quit. <laughs> what the fuck? Stop cursing. I lost it on 30 seconds in. Sorry, Adrian Marks Radio. I apologize. Yes. Uh, uh. I'm speaking my mind now so I hear a woman say, I quit. I quit. I quit. <laughs> you know, Brian, I went back and listened because you like to say that you only said it once. You did <laughs> keep cursing every time I had to put that beep in there. Seriously? Yes. Wow. Oh, well. It happens. <laughs> oh, God. This is why we're not on any other website. <laughs> you and your potty mouth. I, I, I'm figuring if Stone Cold Steve Austin can, can unedit it in an edited version of his podcast, so can I one day. Brian, I don't know how to break things to you, but you are not Stone Cold Steve Austin. Give me the hell yeah. No. No. Oh, yeah. no. Okay. <laughs> oh God. You know, you know what it's time for, Brian? What? That's right. It's time once again for Brian. 
to dive through the internet to come up with something. And tonight, live right here on this podcast, Brian will try to jump Emerson. Emerson, Emerson. Now, see, Brian, he does all this crazy shit. He goes to Wikipedia. Brian, Brian sends emails to Wade Keller and to Dave Meltzer. And Brian tries to find wrestling trivia. Brian goes to Craigslist and offers up his uh, his innocence in exchange for wrestling trivia. <laughs> you want to have then, You can't even say that. And then he comes on here and tries to stump me. So, Brian, I want you to deep, dig deep into the memory banks, come up with something good, Brian, and try to stump your brother, whose name is Emerson. I wasn't prepared for that. What? I told you to have questions ready for every week. Who cares if we haven't done it in seven or eight months? I was going to say, when last time we did this? I'm sure last year. I'm sure of that. <laughs> that was basically just an excuse to hear that song again, because I haven't played it in a while, Brian. Good excuse, Emerson. <laughs> we, we, can, we can talk about how... In 35 minutes, it's my four-year wedding anniversary. Who wants to talk about that? Not me. I'm just saying. Or, or, or my trip coming up tomorrow. I have, a, I have a special trip tomorrow. By the way, speaking of your uh, of uh, your wedding anniversary, I was reliving yeah. the trip to come see you. Oh God. <laughs> My God, was that uh, something, eh? Yeah, I felt bad for you. I mean, one of the few times I actually felt bad for you, I felt bad for you then. Yes. I felt bad for me too, but... uh, Thankfully, we never have to do that again. Yes. I did... did I do remember threatening you that if you weren't married for at least 20 years, I would kill you. Well, I'm uh, 20% way through that. Shockingly, you did your math correctly. I honestly can't believe you got that right. I can't believe you doubt my math. My math skills aren't that bad. Two plus two is four. Yes, it is. I'm as shocked as you are, Brian, that you knew that. So what does is, what is Andy Kaufman teach us next week, Emerson? Or is that a surprise? Uh, it's a surprise because I can't find the video yet, but I'm sure I oh, will. Somewhere. Well, we'll have uh, to ask, we'll, we'll dig Andy Kaufman up out of the grave and ask him again next week, and I'm sure he'll have something to tell uh, the fine people out there listening. That should be a new segment. We should have, we should have music for that. What um, music do you think we could uh, have for Annie Kaufman tells women to shave their legs and 
tells Brian to use soap. <laughs> um, I I don't know. You can probably find something. I'll try. I'll try to find something. You try to find something, and we'll go from there. I think we're gonna have a musical interlude to lead us into the musical interlude. Yes, yes. Let's do Doink's intro. One better. One better. Great mood of the Evil Doink intro? Huh? What? I said great mood of WCW intro music. Dun 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 dun. No, no, his new, his new one. He had the same song for 20 years. Oh, you, you know, even when you and I were crying, we're laughing to the point of yeah. tears for a good 20, okay. Same song. Because uh, Brian one time okay. said something. I did at one time. I did say something funny, folks, believe it or not. Yes. Once in a while, he gets math correct and says something funny. To the point where Emerson's in tears. Yes. Our point of that has not yet happened on this show. However, uh, Joe Dombrowski last week telling us about Virgil's penis, that did the yes. trick. Dear God almighty. Fourteen and a half inches, Brian. Yep. I I, I don't want to see it. <laughs> We're gonna have him back on sometime in August to uh discuss Virgil some more. Um by ever, the way did you ever email that uh did you ever email that guy the stuff the info I sent you? Yes, and he never emailed me back. Oh, okay. Well go figure. Okay. Uh so let's see, what else can we talk about here? You know, I've been so used to having breaking news to talk about here on Wednesday shows that's like weird to not have anything to talk about. What the I, hell? What the hell was that? Hello? Hold on, keep talking. I'm now on the show by myself. No, I'm here. Keep talking. Yes, two weeks ago we talked about how uh, TNA got canceled by Destination America. And last week we talked about how Destination America then signed ROH. And now this week we have nothing to talk about. And Brian, because he's now being yelled at by his wife, my sister-in-law, he's got the phone on mute while that happens. And that gives us the perfect opportunity to start winding things up for the night. I'm sure if Brian was here, he'd probably say something to the effect of, Good night. And I'd say Good night. Like, I'd say something like, you know, Brian sucks. And, you know, Brian no. sucks. No, and I do not. Yes, yes, he does, folks. But you were right, though. <laughs> well, you've only done it 66 times in a row now. Well, no, about the whole wife yelling at me and I had to mute it thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, like, everyone knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Brian, go to bed. <laughs> nah, probably not. Well, Brian, go do something else. Because we're done for the no, night. Talk to everyone you. next week. Punch Brian in the face for me, everyone. 
Bye. 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 With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.